<laughs> yo, 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 what's up, what's up with y'all, man? Welcome back to the Talk of My Shit podcast with your boy Too Skinny. Uh, as you can tell by uh, the audio engineer that we have in here making audio noises with his own mouth, we, we our production, our, not our production team, uh, the production team is here. Our producer, Jesus, is on vacation. He's, uh, he, my boy, I, I think my boy's in Puerto Vallarta, where's he at? Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, he in the coast, nigga. He in Mexico living life, you know what I'm saying? He just got let out of his 360 deal over at uh, Beat a Bitch Up Records. <laughs> Give a fuck, nigga. Anyway, man, shout out to Jesus, man. He living his best life out there in Mexico, man. I can't wait for him to get back because we got a lot of work to do, man. And I want to get right into that right now. Number one, I want to apologize for being late. I know that I, you know, usually drop Monday morning, Sunday night, Saturday night sometimes even. But um, this week, man, is, is week's been fucking crazy for me. And I'm going to talk all about it, man. Uh, I just want to let y'all know off the top of my head, I am sober right now at this very moment. Um, not like sober. Like, I mean, I'm sober, sober. Like, I'm not on anything today. You know what I'm saying? I'm about to smoke this bowl pack right now with y'all. But I am sober right now. Um... The reason I want to be sober is just because I feel like uh, the last last week I wasn't gonna drink, but my homie came through the EMT. Shout out to Lalo. He, uh, you know, what I'm saying he was here. I know that episode was kind of all over the place. It wasn't really too organized because it was a last minute guest, but I couldn't pass him up because I know he's been through some crazy shit, and I wanted to hear his stories. And it actually was a very popular episode. You guys really fucked with it. So uh, you know, what I'm saying like I want to do more episodes like that. But nonetheless, he came through, and you know, my boy. You know, what I'm saying my boy be saving lives be saving lives, he'd be making that money, saving lives and shit, so he, he came through with the 1942 bottle and shit, so uh, we popped that motherfucker, obviously I wasn't gonna say no to a, to a shot of 1942, you know what I'm saying, I'm like a thotty, you know what I'm saying, I was like, hell yeah, pour me up, I had my homie, Lalo fat ass was pouring the shot, I was over there like, give me all that shit, boy, but, uh, but thank you Lalo for coming through, man, with those stories and with the bottle, bro, but anyway, let's get right into it, so this episode I wanted to be sober, because I feel like the last two episodes, you know what I'm saying, I've been... I went from being completely sober at the beginning of the year to just getting obliviated <laughs> for the last two episodes. I mean, shit, even this week, man. I, I, shit, man. I, honestly, we'll talk about it right now. We'll get right into it right now. But but, but, but the, I, I just want to give you guys a sober episode because I know that there's people out there that really do fuck with me being sober and really do support me being sober. And it really, I really do appreciate it, though. From the bottom of my heart, it does mean the world. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like... But regardless of that, you know what I'm saying, my life, it, it's, been all, it's been like a fucking roller coaster for the last month, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like everything just kind of hit me at once, you know what I'm saying? It's just like domestic violence, bah, nigga, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh... <laughs> 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 Anyway, domestic violence is not funny. <laughs> but, uh, re, 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 re. inside jokes. <laughs> inside. This is this episode full of inside jokes. <laughs> anyway, um, the, you know, life's been crazy, man. Um, last, la, the week, uh, what, 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 that, what episode did I do where I was super fucked up? Before Lalo? What was before Lalo? Uh, Juan. Juan yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the episode, the episode I did with Juan was fucking crazy. We got word back that everybody who we wanted, to hear that episode heard it the mayor mm. uh chief come <laughs> shout out to chief semen honestly honestly bro i was not trying to be funny during that clip it just came out like that because chief semen see it still sounds like semen it still sounds like come chief simon chief simon Chief Simmons. Okay, whatever the fuck her name is. Anyway, she heard the episode as well. Uh, you know, I talked to my homie Juan. He chopped it up with a few people that work up at City Hall. And I guess that episode ruffled some feathers. You know what I'm saying? That's great. You know, we like to ruffle feathers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, uh, and uh, you know what I'm saying? I don't give a fuck, man. Motherfuckers think that I'm out here dodging shit or, or motherfuckers think that I'll be out here... You know what I'm saying? Like, watching... I don't give a fuck, man. I told y'all, I don't give a fuck, bro. Like, if the mayor want to come say something to me, tell the mayor... The mayor know where I live. Shout out the mayor, man. You know what I'm saying? I can plug you up, mayor. You know what I'm saying? We got that good scar mind, this motherfucker. Because I know you be on that. <laughs> and speaking about who be on that, uh, me again. <laughs> man, um... Here, uh, you know, let, 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 it's a, this episode's all over the place too, but I don't give a fuck. So, here, let me tell you guys a little bit of, some, of what's been happening this week. <clears throat> so, on, I, I, I was pretty sober during the week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you know what I'm saying? On Thursday, 
I got into like this funky shit. I was like, man, fuck. I'm trying to get fucked up. You know what I'm saying? So a few days before that, like on Monday, me and JV went, no, me and JV went to buy snacks at the Walmart. We were looking for seasoning, like garlic powder, um, fucking simple shit. simple shit, right? Yeah, dumb shit, simple shit. You know what I'm saying? I don't know why I always go for the powders, but <laughs> but we was getting simple shit, right? And uh, we shit, nigga, we was, we was in the back section by the TVs, and we're like, fuck it, we need a TV. So we just kind of rolled the dice and bought this motherfucker right behind us. And, oh, you can, for the people that are listening, you can't see and shit, but... Uh, we bought a we bought a TV and shit and uh, and you know what I'm saying like it's dope as fuck because like now when we be drinking in this motherfucker it feel like oh we got something to look at you know what I'm saying like so we be watching music videos so anyway the, the we bought the TV and we just been getting fucked up watching music videos in this motherfucker man and it's been lit as fuck on Thursday I had a whole bunch of uh, we had some true man on Thursday was Thursday man that day I wanted to get fucked up like I just got the urge to drink and I was like man fuck everything nigga you know what I'm saying where my taxes at bitch like I'm trying to you know what I'm saying run it up and shit so I was like fucking come through I told my homies come through you know what I'm saying we started sipping and shit man and um, and uh, man we just truly after truly next thing I know my homie and shit he hit me up he's like bro I got this prostitute you know what I'm saying she fire you might want to check her out. And I'm like, damn, bro, you know what I'm saying? I don't really, you know, I don't really do prostitutes and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Only when I'm in LA, obviously y'all already know that story and shit, but I ain't thirsty, like I ain't that motherfucking thirsty, nigga. Fuck, I look like fucking a prostitute, you know what I'm saying? But then he was like, you know what I'm saying? Hey, she running specials. You know, I can't can't let a fucking coupon pass me up, you know what I'm saying? Like, if I feel like a coupon finna expire, I go dig it out the cabinet and go use that motherfucker. So I was like, bitch, if that bitch running deals on pussy, run that shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm a big fan of the two for one. And, uh, you know, because I, I was like, man, I'll pay for it. My homie and me get the hit, you know what I'm saying? But um, it didn't happen, bro. Like, my homie, he gave me the phone number to the bitch, to the bitch, you know what I'm saying? And and and, and I start texting her, right? I'm like, man, fucking, I'm about to hit this bitch up like some bad bitch, right? Because we don't be fucking no bitches off the street. I'm talking about high-end escort, you know what I'm saying? This bitch a Nike, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? It's not a Fila, you know what I'm saying? It's not a resale store, it's a Nike. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's not no use shit, nigga. So, <laughs> I mean, it might be. It might be, it might be. Oh, that, oh yeah, yeah, prostitutes are used, yeah. Well, she's used, but with care. Five star used. Very near. Yeah. She's stock, the prostitute be stock X certified, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> no, anyway, so I started texting this bitch, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, what's good, you know what I'm saying? Honestly, I didn't even know how to text her. I was like, hey, what's today's special? <laughs> like if I'm ordering chicken noodle soup or some shit, nigga. And uh, anyway, I texted the bitch, right? She's like, what's up, baby? You know, bitches be talking to you all nice and shit, and I be eating all that shit up. Bitches be having me all fucked up. And, uh, I'm like, what's up, shorty? She's like, hey, you know, I'm available. You you know what I'm saying? You want me to pull up on you? You want to pull up on me type shit? I'm like, hell no, nah, bitch, pull up on me. I was already fucked up. 12, 20 maybe. Truly's in. My nigga had came through with the sack. We done broke down lines. I'm telling you, bro, I was getting fucked up, man. I'm not proud of that. I was just at a low point in my life on Thursday. And I was going through, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, fuck it, let's get fucked. So I was getting fucked up, man. This bitch, this bitch texted me. She's like, I forgot about the prostitute, you know what I'm saying? Like, to me, honestly, in the back of my head, it was a joke. Like, I'm going to text this bitch, but I ain't obviously not finna have her come through. Like, I'm not finna pay no amount of dollar to fuck a bitch, you know what I'm saying? Like, if a bitch finna fuck, she finna fuck. If she not, then she not, you know? I'm not the type of nigga to be buying pussy and shit like that. But anyway, I had already texted her, but I told her come through. I even I didn't even I gave her my address, but I didn't give her like my address. I gave her like three houses down and shit, and uh, but obviously I didn't want the bitch to show up. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and be three houses down, and then I'm I'm ducking her. So I was like, fuck, you know what? Let me cancel this bitch. So she's like, hey baby, I just got ready. I'm on my way, dropping off my daughter at the babysitter. I'm like, hold up, bitch, keep your daughter. Well, I don't want her to bring her daughter, nigga. But I was like, hold on to your daughter. You know what I'm saying? I made a mistake. You know, I think I was just horny as fuck. I don't really be getting down like that. I can't have you come through right now. Like, stay in Rockford. Damn, I just I just gave up her her location. Okay, she was a Rockford bitch, so she a little bit used. But <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? She had a few teeth left in her. Uh, finished knocking them bitches out. <laughs> like one of these niggas, man. Uh, <laughs> regardless of that, man. You know. <laughs> man. Regard, no, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to be way cleaner now. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! 
Anyway, man, so I told this bitch, I was like, yo, don't come through, man, you know what I'm saying, just stay at the crib, you know what I'm saying, like, I already, I already jacked off, you know, it's over with, save some money, you know what I'm saying, and anyway, I canceled on her, she got mad, she blocked me on everything, whatever, it is what it is, well, I didn't have her on anything, but like, she blocked my number, you know what I'm saying, I, I, yeah, she blocked my number, don't matter, fuck that bitch, you know what I'm saying, I, I, it's not like I'm gonna need it later on, so I canceled the prostitute, and we kept getting fucked up here, nigga, then the next day on, um, on Friday, bro. So on Friday, I, I was hungover, but I was like, fuck that nigga, I need to get to work. My nigga JV wakes up at 6 a.m. or some dumb shit, you know what I'm saying? He already, we were all fucked up, by the way. Like, it's not like somebody was more so, well, obviously, you know what I'm saying, my niggas don't do, like, the shit that I do. But regardless, we was all drinking and sipping, right? So so, so my nigga gets up, like, at 6 a.m. He's like, oh, I'm saying, let's go to the gym, bro. I was like, nigga, we ain't gone to the gym all week. How the fuck you want to start going to the gym on a Friday? And then we all hung over and shit, bitch. Like, my dick still smell like shit. My armpits stank, nigga. I need to get in the shower. Like, I can't even feel my teeth, bro. Like... I'm like, hell nah, nigga, you go to the gym. This dumb ass nigga, JV actually went to the gym, got it, got a whole workout in and shit. I'm like, man, this nigga, you was you were this close to fucking a prostitute. Now you at the gym. Now you at the gym. Anyway, so so I didn't go to the gym. My homie went to the gym. Uh and then and then we, we went to work or whatever. And he he tells me, he's like, hey bro, tonight I gotta do a video shoot for um for Chuili Sarraga, you know? And for the people that are Mexican or the people that know Mexican music, Chuili Sarraga, obviously a young icon, or not young, but OG, you know what I'm saying? Icon, legend in this music shit. And he's like, yeah, I was like, where you gotta go record them at? He's like, I gotta go record them in Indiana, Highland, Indiana, at this place called The Room, you know? And in the back of my head, I was like, oh, well, nigga, good luck with that. I'm not finna go over there, boy. You got me fucked up. I wouldn't go see that nigga if he was at Mansion, you know, in Stone Park. <laughs> Fuck that. So I was like, damn, bro, like, do your thing, right? That's cool. That's cool. You know, I'll just stay in on Friday. I won't do shit. But I, low key, I was already planning on getting fucked up here, too, again. But then he was like, yeah, you know what? Like, uh, they were supposed to go with my homie Melo. You know, shout out my homie Melo, man. You know what I'm saying? Much love. We got an L.A. trip coming up that we about to talk about. But anyway, uh, Melo, Melo, you know, he gave my boy this opportunity. So so Melo was like, you know what, man? I, I can't make it. Some shit came up. Can you please take care of it? So my homie JV is like, fuck it. Yeah, I got it. Don't even trip. And he told me, he's like, bro, like, I need an extra camera, man. Like, come through. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't even got to do shit. You don't even got to take pictures. Just walk in with the camera. They finna let you in for free. We finna be backstage with it. Bitches, drank, and probably yak. So I'm like, all right, fuck it. You know what I'm saying? And I was still hungover. Because, you know, when you when you wake up hungover, go to work. Like, when you at work after a night of drinking, the only thing you think about is coming home and knocking the fuck out. Give a fuck about anything else, bro. So I'm like... Fuck that. I'm not going nowhere. I'm not going nowhere. I got off of work. Then I'm like, fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like, I be asking this nigga, like, come with me to do shit. You know, I got a lot of shows coming up. He coming with me. And fuck it. We going to L.A., bro. You know what I'm saying? He coming with me and shit to record a podcast. So I'm like, I'm, I'm finna do my nigga solid. You know what I'm saying? I'm not finna let him go out there by himself out of the way in Indiana. What if some shit happened? What if a nigga rob him for his equipment? You know what I'm saying? I'm a doom, doom, domestic violence his ass, too. So I'm like, <laughs> so I'm like, um. I'm like, fuck it, let's ride. So we call the homie Tony up. Tony, you know what I'm saying? Tony, Tony, like, Tony, man, he just ready, bro. Like, Tony on go mode at any time of the day, bro. He gonna walk in and he gonna walk in with a strap. He don't give a fuck if it's ain't no gun. He, he don't give, Tony don't give a fuck if you pat him down. Tony gonna shove the gun all the way up his ass, then pull it out in the bathroom. He don't give a fuck. He'll kill one of you niggas at the room. Anyway, so I'm like, fuck it, let's ride. So we 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 pull up, right? And, and we're all, we're, we're drinking Trulies on the way there, you know, already getting fucked up. And we get to the to the venue, right? This place called the Room out in Indiana, and we're like, damn, man, I don't think, I don't think they're finna let us in in this motherfucker with this camera, right? But I'm like, ah, fuck it, you know, we're already here, we might as well try that shit out. So we jump out the whip. My homie JV drops his fucking camera right in the park a lot, already having issues and shit. I'm like, man, fuck it. So we get we get the shits right. Tony, he's like, uh, Tony's pretending to be the equipment guy. So we just give that nigga the fat ass backpack with all the equipment. JV gives me a camera. I'm the picture guy of the night. You know, JV got the video unlocked for the night. So so we get to the door right, and uh, right away they stop us, and they're like, "Well, who are you guys?" I'm like, "Oh, we're we're shooting the the the, the whole fucking party. What the fuck you mean? Who am I, bitch? What the fuck are you? Like we already checking shit, walking in, and they're like, "No, no, no. Like you need to be um." 
Like, we don't know you. Like, ain't nobody told us about y'all, none of that, right? So I'm like, what the fuck? So I'm looking at my nigga, my nigga looking at me, right? I'm like, well, shit, let's bounce out of here. You know what I'm saying? Strip club right around the block. You already know what it is with me, nigga. Shit. But uh, but the homie's like, nah, hold up. And then, of course, one of the promoters comes out, and he's like, oh, shit, what's up with y'all? And then he tells my, and my boy's like, well, we the video crew, you know what I'm saying? Like, where do we set up? Whatever. And he's like, damn, how many of y'all is it? He like, he wasn't expecting the whole team and shit, but you know, it looked like, nigga, it looked like we was in that bitch ready to shoot a documentary. Fuck you talking about, niggas had 10 cameras in that bitch, bro. And, uh, what's it called? Uh, we ready for a documentary though. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Anyway, so they, they, they come, so they're like, all right, fuck it, come on in, right? So we go ahead, we get in there, right? I'm not even gonna lie to y'all, man. We walk in that motherfucker, dead. Damn near the only niggas in there, bro. The setup was dope as fuck, though. Tables, there, like tables, they had the VIP up front, you know what I'm saying? Like they do at the wireless. Then they had a gate, like a fucking rolling loud or some shit. And then they had like a little corner for all the poor people like us. So I'm like, all right, fuck it, you know, it is what it is. I'm the video guy, so I'm everywhere with it, you know what I'm saying? So I pull out the camera. JV teaches me how to take pictures because a nigga, I don't even know how to take pictures in one of them professional cameras, right? So I'm over there fucking with the lighting, fucking with the lens and shit, bro. And um, sure enough, bro, little by little, you know what I'm saying? I start buying shots of Bucanas, start getting buckets of beer. We start sipping. My nigga Tony, my nigga Tony was in the corner the whole night with a whole fucking 300-pound backpack. Didn't even take it off once. He's like, hell no, nah, y'all want me to guard this backpack? I'm going to guard this with my life. Bro, this nigga, I swear to God, he was walking through crowds, hitting bitches, smacking them. Not literally, but smacking them with his backpack and shit, you know what I'm saying? And, uh... And it was, it, it, anyway, it was, it turned out to be a fucking great night. Cause next thing I knew I was fucking faded, bro. It was damn near one in the morning. Truly Saraga was nowhere to be fucking found. We thought we got scammed. I was like, nigga, is Truly Saraga even finna be here? Or are we out here shooting for some fucking local bands? You know what I'm saying? But, uh, then after a while, um, everybody, dude, the place got fucking packed. Like, honestly, I want to find the information of the venue, the room in, in Highland, Indiana, because I would love to do a comedy show there, man. They have the perfect sized room, I feel like, especially right now with social distancing. We could put tables up. Like, it could be a dope ass place for a comedy spot. They got a dope ass stage set up, dope ass bar right there. You ain't even got to go no. Like, it's a dope ass place. So, we, we end up getting, we're, you know what I'm saying? We drunk as fuck, bro. We seen some uh, some shorties. Um, I think one of them was from Aurora. Damn, I forgot her, her, her name. I don't want to say her name because I don't know if you know, they might get offended. But we seen some shorties and they're like, yo, we fuck with your podcast. I was like, what the fuck? For real? They're like, yeah. So, I'm in Indiana. You know what I'm saying? These shorties talking about they fuck with my podcast. So, I'm feeling all, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, for real, bitch? I'm out of state with it. Fuck you talking about? And then, uh, and then they're like, damn, you're a photographer? I was like, shorty, I don't even know what the fuck I'm doing, nigga. My nigga told me, hold this camera. We finna get you in for free and that's exactly what i did bro i grabbed the camera walked in that bitch for free took pictures boy truly saraga came on stage my jaw was already in the vip room and my body was in the other place boy i was jaw locking like a motherfucker drunk as fuck bro i went on stage bro i'm on stage with truly saraga taking pictures of his ass like i'm fucking i felt like i was jv and mellow put into one bro honestly if you put jv and mellow together i probably still weigh more than both of them niggas but uh, regardless, regardless, I was up on stage, bro, taking pictures. Like, I felt like a fucking video paparazzi, dude. It was one of, it was one of the most funnest times of my life, bro. No bullshit. Like, just be, like, because we were in Indiana. Like, nobody know me besides those queens. But everybody else, like, I don't know nobody. I could be, I could just fuck around, man. I, I'm literally in the bathroom. All niggas. All them niggas in there doing coke and shit, you know. I'm over there like, all right, let me get one. And then and then I'm taking selfies. I'm taking selfies in the mirror with this fat-ass lens, bro. Looking like a fucking National Geographic camera, nigga. You know them niggas that be taking pictures of the lions from miles away and shit? That's how it was in the bathroom, bro. Everybody walked in there looking at me like, why the fuck this nigga got a professional camera in the bathroom? But you know what I'm saying? I wasn't going to leave it out. You know what I'm saying? I had to guard it with my life and shit, so... Regardless, needless to say, that night was fucking amazing. Uh, I mean, nigga, I'm not even gonna lie to y'all. I ain't never even heard of Truly Saraga before. <laughs> I know y'all fuck with him and he's a legend and all that, but I, you know, yeah, I know I don't really be into that. I fuck with the young niggas and shit, but I'm not a big fan of me. Like, I, I'm a big fan of music, but old school Mexican shit, man, like, I'm selective. You know, I may, I may if you, maybe if you play some of his songs, I'll be like, okay, yeah, that's him. You know what I'm saying? But honestly, like, at that moment in time, I was all fucked up. I was like, man, which one of these paisas is that? And my boy's like, all right, here's that nigga. Take pictures of him. I'm like, bet. Started taking pictures of him and shit. But it, it was fun, man. We ended up getting home, like, what, maybe 5 a.m. or some shit like that. Me, me, me and Tony and JV walked in this motherfucker. Like, you know what I'm saying? We just got done shooting. 
a fucking club up, nigga. Like, literally, bro. Like, we was all, we was tired as fuck, but we was fucked up. So, JV, like, he went to go watch TV. Me and Tony kept partying till, like, 6, 7 a.m., bro. And um, it was a fucking fun-ass time, bro. Like, I'll upload pictures of me on stage and shit. JV caught me slipping and shit, bro. Like, I was just all over the place. It was a fun-ass time, bro. And then... On Saturday, here, I'm going to tell you about my weekend because it's so fucking crazy, bro. On Saturday, you know, I didn't have to go to work. So, bro, I'm in bed till, like, shit, nigga. Well, I was in bed, but I wasn't asleep. I was just laying down and looking. Like that one meme of Homer with his eyes all open and shit like this with a blanket. That's how I was, bro. Eventually, I guess the sun came up and I was like, fuck it. Well, I got to start my day and shit. So I tell JV, I'm like, let's, I got to go get a haircut, bro. Let's go get a haircut. Oh, not to mention, forgot to mention completely, on Friday, on my way to the event, my fucking phone gave out on me, bro. I have an iPhone XR, you know, male thought, obviously. <laughs> got to have the red one, duh. You know what I'm saying? That mean I fuck pussy. Anyway, <laughs> any prostitute pussy, fuck it. Anyway, so so I, uh, so, so, the, so the homie, uh, so I fucked up my phone, bro. I was literally on my way to the Truly Saraga event, and my phone started fucking up. It got into this loop where the Apple comes up, then it turns on, then as soon as I go to unlock it, it turns back off. It just continues in this loop, bro. And obviously, I mistreat the fuck out of it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I just be, you know, you know me. I get into this rage. I'll be like, fucking dumb bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's just I don't know who I am at that moment, bro. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> and <laughs> my phone fucked up, bro. So, so we go to the fucking T-Mobile or the Sprint. I got, I got Sprint, but for some reason I walk into T-Mobile because y'all know they merged or whatever. They matched that, and <laughs> and uh, and I walk in there. And I'm like, hey, bro, let me get a new. Oh, no, anyway, so my phone started fucking up on my way to the to the event. So all I was at the fucking event with no fucking phone, bro. Like I'm over there like a lame ass nigga asking my homie Tony. I'm like, yo, bro, let me log into your snap so I can flex the event. He letting me log into his shit. I'm over there posting shit. Then giving the phone right back to him and shit, bro. And uh, it was fun though. You know, next morning I wake up, I go to T-Mobile, try to change out my phone. They're giving me bullshit. They're like, oh, it's going to be a few days. And I'm like, bro, I need something right now. Cause I got a show tonight and I got a few bitches that want to link. I mean, Queens. Uh, <laughs> and then he's like, all right, bet. Um, he's like, I can't help you. So I'm like, bet, nigga, I got to go cut my hair. I'm not finna miss this haircut appointment. So I go cut my hair, right? And next to the, where I get my haircut at, there's a fucking, uh, a pawn shop. You know what I'm saying? So I walk in the pawn shop and I'm like, yo, what's up? You know what I'm saying? I need a phone. Holla at me. What y'all got for me? Right. And they're like, you know what I'm saying? Um, we got this iPhone seven plus for like a buck, a buck 80. It was 200. It was 200 on a 200. It said on a sticker. And then I was like, you got it. And then they had like an LG, but obviously I ain't find nobody no LG. The fuck I look like, nigga. Anyway, <laughs> and then uh, and then he's like, hold up, I think I got something in the back. So he go to the back and shit, pull out this iPhone 8. So he had the iPhone 8 regular size and the iPhone 7 Plus. And he's like, which one of the two you want? And I'm like, man, honestly, like, I don't really give a fuck. Like, this shit just temporary for the weekend, right? So I'm like, give me the cheaper one. So he like, the iPhone 7 200, I'm like, bet. And I'm like, you know what I'm saying? Hook me up, though. He's like, bad. I got you for the 175. I'm like, fuck it. So I pay the 175. I got the fucking iPhone. Bro, point is, I try to make this bitch work. iPhone, this fucking iPhone don't even work for my company, nigga. Like, because he's like, well, because I guess I bought a T-Mobile phone, but I have Sprint. But now T-Mobile Sprint, like when I need help, when I go pay my bill, I walk into the T-Mobile. I'm like, nigga, is it Sprint T-Mobile? They're like, yeah, but nah. I'm like, bitch, man, fuck y'all. So anyway, now I got two fucking phones that don't work. <laughs> my shit only work with Wi-Fi. I feel like a broke-ass nigga, bro. Like, I'll be at the motherfucking... Do they got Wi-Fi? I feel like a little-ass kid and shit. Like, silver teeth kid and shit asking for Wi-Fi, nigga. Anyway, um, my shit... Uh, my, my, I finally went to the fucking T-Mobile store today and got a new one. But anyway, so I didn't have a fucking phone all weekend. So Saturday night comes around. You know, I got my haircut. I got this temporary phone that only works with Wi-Fi. And uh, I had a show lined up. It was my first show since man I, I did like a small performance in somebody's garage in november but that shit was like mid to me and then i i did something in like in october uh because i mean you know it wasn't that much stage time you know you're in people's houses it's not you're not comfortable right it's not a comedy setting a professional comedy setting but regardless i'm blessed to have the stage the, every time everybody who let me do 
comedy in their house or, or, or in their fucking garage or in their fucking backyard. Anybody that gave me stage time, I love you and I thank you from the bottom of my heart because this is what I love to do. This is what makes me happy. So not so when somebody takes that away from me, it's like I got a fucking heartbroken. Like I, I don't have shit else that I give a fuck about. So I'm like, so obviously y'all know I don't give a fuck about my life. So come kill me. <laughs> Niggas bitches. Anyway. They not finna kill me. <laughs> the mayor want to kill me so bad, boy. What's up, nigga? Anyway, um, so I'm like, bad, bro. Um, I'm like, uh, what the fuck was I talking about? <laughs> I'm like, uh, oh, okay, my boy. We having technical difficulties? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Good? All right, so so anyway, we uh, <laughs> we end up uh, fucking... Uh, damn, nigga, I forgot what the fuck I was going to say, bro. What the fuck? The event. Oh, the event. What event? Oh, the show. The, the show, right? So anyway, so we get my haircut, I get my phone, you know what I'm saying? We getting ready for the show or whatever. And I haven't done show. Like I said, I, f I fuck with everybody who let me perform wherever it was because that shit kept me sane, bro. But anyway, that shit kind of died out. Like, I haven't done shit since... I mean, I for sure haven't touched a microphone since the Clave event. But for the, the if you were at the Clave event, it was cold as shit. I was probably already fucked up. I don't remember half the shit that happened there. But And I wasn't really up there with a fucking set. You know, I was just bullshitting crowd working. So I hadn't done my actual comedy in a minute. So I got this opportunity to do this show downtown Aurora at, um, I don't even know the fucking name of the place. And they asked me to perform, right? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's going to be on the lineup? So they're like, oh, this dude named Just Jeff, which he's a comedian from the area. Shout out to him. Uh, I've done a few shows with him and shit. You know what I'm saying? He do his thing. And then there was this other motherfucker, right? And I ain't know that other dude at all, right? And they're like, I'm like, who's that? Who's the buddy that's going to close out the show, right? Who's the main guy? They're like, oh, you know, he's one of our guys. He's funny as hell. Like, he finna do his thing. I'm like, all right, bet. So they got me opening up for both of these motherfuckers. Now, don't, no disrespect to either of these motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? Like, I respect the hustle. Anybody who's willing to promote a show, get on stage and talk shit, whether it's funny or not, you got some balls because I know that shit is hard as fuck. And not the balls, but you know what I'm saying? The getting on stage part. So, um, so I'm like, fuck it, let's do it. You know, if I, anyway, I, I don't want, I wouldn't want a, a paid row or a big, a big set because I haven't been on stage in so long. Right. So I get, so I get to the place, right. I'm like, bet, fuck it. Let's get there. And, uh, some friends met us up there. Shout out to, shout out to, uh, the homegirls and shit. And, and we walk into the, uh, we walk into the place and low key, there's nobody there. Right. And, and, and I'm like, damn, like, fuck, like th these motherfuckers didn't promote this shit at all. Like. And I didn't want to promote it too much because I know I wasn't ready. So I was like, I just want to practice. You know, whoever's there, if it's seven, eight, nine people, fuck it, I'll practice, right? But there was like a, there was like four people, bro. And like I said, I'm, I fuck with, you know what I'm saying? I fuck with black people, you know what I'm saying? All, all my, I got black homies and shit, you know, I fuck with the hood, all that. But like, um, when I walked in, this place looked like a classroom, bro. And there was just like four black dudes right there, not young. They were all, you know what I'm saying? They, they were fresh, though, you know what I'm saying? Had nice chains on. Like, you know what I'm saying? Real dope boy shit, you know? So I walk in, you know, I shake up with them. I'm like, what's up with y'all? What's up? You know what I'm saying? So it's all love, but I'm like, damn, what's up with the show? I don't see shit. You know, I don't see nobody here. And I'm late, you know what I'm saying? I thought it was going to be busting. So they're like, oh, no, no, we, we not even have, we not even getting started yet. You can take a seat, getting comfortable. Like this shit, you know, we black, we finna be late regardless. I'm like, all right, bet. So the dude who's putting the show together, I, I, I get a, I see him, right? Not the guy that was going to close out the show, but the dude who like, the like, you know what I'm saying? The producer who's putting the whole show together. I see him. He's walking. He got a fucking bottle of Cien Años, of tequila Cien Años. That bitch is empty, bro. This motherfucker, I catch him down the hallway. He leaning from wall to wall. I was like, oh, this dude's fucked up, man. How the fuck is he gonna? How the fuck are we gonna do this show if the if the producer of the show is already drunk as fuck? Like this shit's about to be all over the place. And sure enough, that is exactly what it was. Um, this guy. So the guy that was supposed to close out the show goes on stage first. Talk shit about everybody who works at the place. He's like, man, y'all was supposed to do the lights. Y'all didn't do the lights. Y'all was supposed to cook wings because they said they were going to have wings for $5. They didn't cook no type of fucking wings. Um, then they said they was going to, like, he's like, y'all was supposed to be playing music. Nobody was playing music. Like, bro, I walked in that place. It just felt like we were in fucking in-school suspension. Like, you know when you get sent to that, cl that, that classroom at East or whatever school you went to where it's just white walls and all the badass kids are there? That's exactly what a fucking felt like bro and i'm like man it's just a whole bunch of bad kids but i low-key belong here so i'm not even because i was always an in-school suspension you know so i'm like fuck it whatever you know so i mean i'm kicking it with my homegirls and shit my homie jv he got hired for the video work so he working and shit so i'm like fuck it you know if this show happened it happened if it don't 
We finna go get fucked up at the tap house next door. Shit, I ain't tripping. So, um, eventually, bro, to my surprise, this show starts getting packed. More people start walking in, you know what I'm saying? It's packed. And like I said, not to, not to like make it a race thing, but everybody that was in that motherfucker was black. And I got excited because I told y'all all the time, I like doing my comedy in front of black people because black people will let you know. If you funny, they gonna let you know you funny because they gonna laugh their ass off. But if you not funny, you gonna feel that shit because they will not laugh at shit. And they will stare at you until you walk off that fucking stage, bro. So I was like, well, I know I got that motherfucking juice. So I'm gonna do my motherfucking thing, right? But I was waiting for somebody to, there was supposed to be a host named Marcus. Uh, Marcus never fucking showed up. Never fucking, who never met Marcus. His name was big as fuck on the flyer. Motherfucker never made it to the show, bro. So then the guy that was supposed to close out the show, like I said, he was talking shit. He gets off stage. Then nobody's coming on stage. The guy that I told you guys was walking around with that empty tequila bottle. He starts getting on stage. He just starts, he drunk as fuck, just... You can't even understand what he's saying, bro. He's just mumbling. So I'm like, bro, I'm I'm about to leave. Like, I'm not going to do this show, man. And it was crazy because the people that were, like, the room got packed. There was nobody when I walked in. But before the show started, that room was full from wall to wall. Packed, bro. So I'm like, these people deserve a show, right? So the homegirl I was with, she was, man, shout out Medea. She was already drunk as hell. So she's like, fuck it. So she jumped on the stage, bro. Like, shout out to her, man. Big balls. She jumped on the stage and she's like, yo, everybody make some noise for too skinny. And I was all nervous because I'm like, fuck, like, this show's so unorganized. Nobody's paying attention to the stage. Everybody's so tired of waiting that they just started uh, conversating between themselves. So I'm like, I need to get up there, right? So fuck it. I ran on. I didn't run, but I got on stage. I grabbed the mic, you know, and, and I started talking for a little bit. I, you know, I was just bullshit. I'm like, man, shut y'all ass up. You know what I'm saying? Shit like that. And then they, after, after they saw that I was ready to give them like a show, everybody shut the fuck up and just stared at me. So boom, I started doing my set. Like it, it was a slow turn. Like, okay, one joke uh, kind of hit, but they saw where I was going. Then another joke kind of hit, kind of saw there was, where it was going. Then my shit started clicking. Boom, it start, they started getting laughs. More people started getting comfortable. They started laughing. Bro, like literally, I got to like the middle of my set. People were engaged. People were laughing. They were enjoying it. They were like, this shit might actually be good, right? We just needed somebody to get on stage. Bro, I swear to God, like I'm on stage killing that shit, bro. And then um, the dude that was with the fucking bottle, empty bottle, he's just staring at me. He's just standing to my left. There was a doorway of the to my left of the, to the uh, stage left. There was a there was a doorway and he's just standing at the doorway looking at me, bro. And I'm like, okay, does that mean I need to get off stage or what the fuck is he looking at, right? So then I, I was I thought it'd be funny. I was like, it'd be funny if I just fuck with this motherfucker. So he looked like OJ Simpson, but if he never ate shit, like just a broke OJ Simpson, skinny as fuck, bro. And I'm and and for the people that don't know, this the the, the place I was doing a show at is a center for that helps people who get out of prison, you know, felons, and it helps them integrate themselves back into society. Like Bobby Schmurder, you know what I'm saying? He out here wearing 2013 outfits and shit. Somebody please help him. So so this is exactly what this program does. They 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 help people that who were in prison get back integrated into into society, right? So this guy, I know he's very well involved with the program. I know he is one of those people that is integrating himself back into society. So I know he kind of dangerous or whatever, right? But I was like, this motherfucker drunk as hell looking at me, so I'm going to talk shit. So I just called him. I was like, man, what the fuck you looking at, skinny OJ? Bro, as soon as I said that, the fucking place lost the top. Everybody started laughing. like, Because I'm not kidding. He looked like skinny OJ, bro. I don't think I can get a picture of him, but if I can, I'll post it. Anyway, he looked just like him. So everybody starts laughing and shit. And I think this dude felt some type of way that I was clowning on him. This motherfucker jumps on the stage, bro. And now he on stage next to me. He just started moonwalking and shit. I'm like, what the fuck? This motherfucking crackhead just moonwalking and shit. I'm over here trying to tell jokes and shit. But regardless of that, he ends up... Uh, you know, I was like, man, here go the mic. You know what I'm saying? Do your thing. I'm out of here. So I, I, I give him, I give him the fucking, uh, I give him the fucking mic, and I, and I kind of go back to my seat. Then they bring up the next comedian, Just Jeff. I think, I mean, shout out to Just Jeff. I've seen him do shows before. He's a funny guy. He got some jokes. But um, I think motherfuckers was just nervous. You know what I'm saying? Like it was a nerve wracking environment. I was already comfortable because I was already up there killing. Like I knew I was funny, nigga. But I felt like he was probably intimidated. So his shit, bro, I'm not even gonna lie to y'all, man. I'm not even knocking no other comedian or not, but his shit was kind of weak. Like, the crowd wasn't really uh, accepting it, you know what I'm saying? Like, they wasn't really 
They didn't really give a fuck about what he had to say. And on top of that, there people are heckling him. Like people are like, "Man, get off the stage!" Like I'm telling you, motherfuckers will let you know if you suck. And they was heckling him, so I felt bad for Buddy as I'm like, "Man, get off of there, bro! Just jump off and let let uh let the closer come out and close this show, right? If this all they all came to see that one guy, right? So I'm like, I'm like, let them let them see who they came to see, right? So he jumps off stage. Then I, I'm trying to see who the fuck closing out the show. If not, if I already knew who it was. I would have just left already because I did my part, right? But I'm like, nah, I'm trying to see what's up, right? Maybe he's a funny-ass comic and I want to have him on one of my shows. So Buddy-ass starts. He They finally bring the main guy on stage, right? This month, You know, when you jump on stage, bro, you play one song. You don't even play the whole song. You play one song, you jump on stage, then they cut the song, you start your motherfucking jokes, right? Bro, I swear to God, this motherfucker jumped on stage Played six fucking songs. Me, nigga, I felt like I was at a concert, bro. I was like, this is just a motherfucking, this motherfucker just doing covers to all the trap shit. And dude, like literally six different songs played. Finally, he's like, all right, all right. I'm going to talk my shit. I'm going to talk my shit. And then literally just said that for 20 minutes. He just kept saying, all right, all right. I'm going to talk my shit. Make some noise for y'all. Then we all had to clap. Then he's like, make some noise for me. Then we all had to clap. Then he, like, make, he just started saying random man shit. He like, make some noise for my cousin. Make some, dude, by the end of his fucking set, my hands were tired of clapping. I was like, nigga, we making all this motherfucking noise for people. Yo ass suck. You haven't told one joke. It got to the point where his own mom heckled him, bro. <laughs> I forgot about that. His, his own mom was like, hey. He's like, what? He's like, speed that shit up, man. You take it too long. And he's like, chill, mama. I was like, damn, nigga. His own mama telling him to get the fuck up out of there. So when that shit happened, I was like, you know what? It's time for me to bounce up out of there. So we end up going to um, we end up going to Tap House. You know what I'm saying? We over there getting fucked up. After Tap House, we did like, man, we did like fucking, I, I think we did, well, we ordered like 16 rounds of Vegas bombs. Only got charged for like seven of them. Shout out the motherfucking homie at the Tap House and shit. Blessed us and blessed us and shit. And, and we got fucked up there. And then the homegirl Clarissa showed up. She got a shot to Patron. So now we in the zone, right? So I'm already calling up the plug. I'm like, let's get the fuck up out of here. Back to the spot party. So we all come back to my crib and shit. Um, we we my homie JV went to got a bottle of Don Julio ice. That motherfucker was cold as shit, man. Like. We was just in here vibing out Saturday night. I was just so happy and relieved because I was like, man, I've been trying to get on stage forever. And I know this, the show that I just did was a fucking shit show, but that fucking little bit, 10, 15 minutes I was up there making them laugh just gave me that dopamine brain, you know what I'm saying? Where you just feel good and everything is back to normal, right? And, you know, this, I did this show in the middle of a binge. I was drinking since Thursday, bro. This is at the peak of my motherfucking binge, right? And I'm like, fuck it, you know? So I got fucked up. Uh, uh, Saturday, I got home. I was still getting fucked up. I ain't even fucking sleep. I'm not finna lie to y'all. I woke up. Well, I didn't wake up. I just got up from the bed like Sunday morning. I got up like around 2 p.m. on Sunday, bro. And I was like, all right, man, that's enough. Like, I feel like I partied enough from Thursday through fucking Saturday or Sunday morning. I want to quit. I, I just want to let me just get back into my zone. Let me get in work mode, grind mode. So, so I was like, I need a chill day. So Sunday, bro, I literally laid on the couch, called myself a piece of shit. Like I said, when you go on a binge or a party, you do crazy shit, that f your fucking soul leaves your body. And it's, I would say it's like a heartbreak, but it's not because you don't feel nothing. Like you don't feel sad. You don't feel happy. You just feel empty, bro. And, and I was sitting there and I was like, fuck, bro, I really need a... Like, life, my life was going great when I was sober. The month of January was probably one of the months I, one of the best months financially and, and mentally healthy that I've had in years, bro. And February, I let a whole bunch of shit back into my life, like drugs and drinks, and I was like, fuck. It was fun, you know, for the nights. The nights were fun, you know. Valentine's Day night was fun, you know what I'm saying? We, that was the first night I started drinking, got fucked up. Then, you know what I'm saying, we kept partying and shit. Like, it's fun, bro, but during the week, bro, that shit sucked. Like, you just feel like you ain't shit, bro. And that's how I was feeling, you know, today in the, in the morning and, and Sunday, you know, so I was like, I need to get back to normal. So that's why today I wanted to record this. I, I Really, I was supposed to do the episode on Sunday so you guys could get it on Monday. But like I said, drugs and alcohol will fuck you up to a point where you just don't give a fuck. I was just so sad. Like, not sad. Like I said, I was empty. You know, I was just empty. I was like, I don't want to. I don't, don't want right, Let's do it tomorrow. Let's do it tomorrow. So I pushed it off to today. But today, you know, I was sober all day. I, I, I'm about to hit this bullpack in a bit. But I was sober. So I'm like, 
I was feeling good. I got my ideas for the podcast. Um, I got a fucking booking for, for, for the show coming up. I actually, here, let's talk about this for a little bit. For the stand-up, I know I told you guys I got some big bookings coming up last episode. So for the people that really want to come see me, come to my shows and shit, man, I, I hit a milestone this month that I've, I've wanted to hit for a long time. When I started comedy, you... you you know, on a local level, you have local goals like, oh, man, I'm doing open mics at these bars, but I want to go perform at the comedy shrine on the weekend. You know, that's what you want to do. And, and, and then like shit like that happens. You meet these small goals. So then you put bigger goals in front of, you, you know, one of my biggest goals in comedy was to be able to perform at least one time in my life at the Laugh Factory and at least one time in my life at Zany's and at least one time in my life at the comedy bar. I'm like, if they don't fucking like me, the one time I perform, it is what it is. They gave me a shot and I wasn't good enough for them. Well, last year, as you guys know, I, I I did all these places, you know, I did Laugh Factory maybe two, three times, I did Comedy Bar a good amount of times, they fuck with me there, shout out to Comedy Bar, and then I did Zany's, I've done Zany's Rosemont, and then I did Zany's Chicago, which is an even harder club to get into, because shit, you might walk in there one day on a Wednesday, and Chris Rock might get on stage, Kevin Hart, you never know, it's always like hidden, like gems, any comedian that's in Chicago will usually stop in there for a quick 10 minutes, get on stage, you know, fuck around a little bit, and so it's, it's a nice treat to be at a Zany's, because you don't know who you're going to rub shoulders where you don't know who might be in the crowd watching you giving you the next opportunity right so it was a blessing for me to be able to do those places last year and, and now with covid you know because you know it kind of opened up last year in the in the kind of summer fall for a little bit but then it kind of shut back down because the numbers you know kept getting crazier and shit so all the comedy clubs went I, I think the last time the comedy bar was open was october 31st or october 29th right before the shutdown again when they went back to phase two i think so I was actually at the last show the Comedy Bar had before they shut down. So it was a blessing for me, you know? And, and, and but, but the thing is that, you know, January, February, everything was closed. I didn't have any of these bookings on my schedule. I had zero shows on my schedule up until like the end of January. I was like, fuck, what am I going to do, right? Um, then, you know, praise the most high and shit. Uh, fucking these, I kept grinding all through fucking, I kept grinding, you know, from doing pop-up shows to private shows to, to the podcast. Like I kept working, kept working, kept working. And now the clubs are opening back up and those motherfuckers were watching everybody who was grinding and everybody who was just at home complaining. And, and they see me do my motherfucking thing, bro. And look, I was lucky enough to be, to be chosen, you know, for this month of March, bro. I get to perform, I get to perform this Thursday, the 8th at, uh, at uh at the comedy bar, you know what I'm saying? They're barely just opening back up this week. I'm already booked. You know, thank you guys. Then I got a message from the homie. He's like, do this show in Plainfield for me at Mojo's on the 9th. I was like, say less. I'm there. Show sold out instantly. In two days, that, sh that bitch was sold out. Shout out to fucking Mojo's in Plainfield. I can't wait to turn. I know some people that listen to this that got tickets for that. So I can't wait to do my thing up there. Then he's like, and then I took that book in. Then he blessed me. He's like, I got another booking for you if you down. I was like, I was like, I'm down. He's like, but it's going to be the next day. I was like, I don't give a fuck, nigga. You could book me all week. I'm there. Whatever time I get, I'm there. He's like, bet. Come to Zany's. So I was like, oh, shit. You want me to perform at Zany's again? And if you guys listen to this podcast, you know that I performed there back in, uh, I want to say October, maybe November. And you guys know, I, I, I had a good set. They fuck with me. But I told you guys that first half of my set, I wasn't content with. At Towards the end, I was able to, you know, switch gears and get the laughs and still get, you know what I'm saying, do my thing. But it would have been better. I could have done better, right? So I couldn't wait for my next opportunity to go there. But low key, I was kind of like bummed out. I was like, fuck, they're not going to. They're not going to have me back, you know, because I, I didn't do as good as I should have done. Well, look, they're going to have me back at Zany's. So we're going to do Zany's March 10th. If you want tickets, let me know. I'll send you the link. I'm not going to hook you up for free, bitch, but I'll send you the link. Then I, I'm going to L.A. March 12th. March 12th through the 15th, me and the whole fucking team going to L.A. We're doing a business trip, not vacation, not vacation, just uh, business. You know what I'm saying? Talking my shit tour. Uh, so I'm taking my nigga Jesus, JV. My homie Chin's gonna come with me. The homie Tony, you know, in case a nigga wanna play with a nigga. So we 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 going deep as fuck, and of course Melo's coming with us. And the reason I don't know if I should have even announced this. I'm a, I'm not I'm not gonna say the name 
just because there's people that might know the people that are close to me, people that I maybe it slipped out because you know nigga got a big ego. I be talking hella shit, but so it might have may have slipped out. But anyway, I'm gonna go record a podcast in LA with somebody who's in the music business, uh, artist who who fucks with the podcast, follows me on Instagram, fucks with my comedy, and has accepted to jump on a podcast with me. So he got about 60 60k uh, followers on Instagram, all real too, no fufu ass shit, and, and he he he's a he, 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 I know he's not part of Rancho Milde, but he has, he has a song with Nathanael Cano out there and, and he has a few different bangers and shit. So I'm not going to say his name until we're out there in LA shooting that shit, but the trip is booked. The podcast is confirmed. So we're going to fly out there and do that. And after I do that one, I have another one that's not really confirmed and I don't really know if it's going to happen, but Lalo the Giant, who, who used to be the video guy for Tyga and is now the official video guy for Herencia de Patrones, who does a lot of their music videos and vlogs and shit like that, he's also accepted to, 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 ha- to be on a podcast with me. So now, depending on the scheduling, you know what I'm saying, and, and their schedule, my schedule, I don't know if it'll happen or not, but he already said yes. So if I can get that one under my belt, it will be a blessing as well. But the other one is a for sure thing, which we'll announce maybe next week or if not once we're in LA. But anyway, I got I got that opportunity to do that. And then we fly back on the 15th, Monday, just so we can go to work. <laughs> and then the next day on the 16th, I'm booked at the Laugh Factory. Now, the Laugh Factory, I've performed there three times now, four maybe. Four if you include the one time I bombed at the open mic, but the Laugh Factory for me it holds a special place in my heart. Um, there's people that like Zanies better than the Laugh Factory. Like this is for comedians, right? Zanies is better than the Laugh Factory because Zanies can produce you with a lot of different opportunities. Because if, if the manager at Zanies likes you, he might have you open up for Joy Diaz or or, or Ari Shafir or Chris Rock. You don't know, right? If whenever they're in town, so you can get a lot of opportunities. But Laugh Factory for me it has a special place in my heart because I remember when I first started comedy. I, uh, I, uh, I, I always wanted to perform there, right? I was like, the Laugh Factory, that colorful background looks so beautiful in, in comedians' clips. I want that on my Instagram, right? But obviously, I wasn't going to go up there just to take a picture. I was like, I want them to book me. I want them to pay me, right? So I was able to get in there a few different times last year. Shout out to the people that helped me out. But this year, the, this year uh, the manager that, that I used to have to connect with, he moved to Zany's. So I fuck with him at Zany's still, though. But, but there was a new manager at Laugh Factory, and I didn't really have a way in, right? So I was kind of like, fuck, I got to start from ground zero, which ground zero means I used to fucking, I used to get in the Metro, bro. I'm telling you, I used to be broke as shit, broke as shit, bro. I used to have like $40 on my account. I used to have to go to Metro, buy a fucking $10 round trip ticket, you know, uh, and, and then go to Chicago. Then then with the, I would have, four out of those 40 then I would have $30 left. When I would get to Chicago, you know, I'll... I would have to get an Uber to Laugh Factory. Uber's $12. Then I would have to give Uber back to the metro station after I was done. You know, like, by the time I got home, I used to be broke. I remember I, I went out there. I have $40. I'll never forget this. I have $40, bro. I got My mom dropped me off at the train station. I I, I bought my ticket. I went to, 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 to the fucking Chicago. I Ubered to the Laugh Factory. I waited from 2 p.m., until 6 p.m. outside of the Laugh Factory, sitting on the sidewalk like I'm a fucking bum, bro. Like, like people thought I was homeless, but then they're like, nah, he's too fucking fat to be homeless. <laughs> he, he, he definitely waiting for something. And I used to wait there, bro. And finally, they used to come out. They're like, all right, you can perform next week. So they told me I could perform next week. I used to go back home, be broke as shit, have to literally get crumbs together to go the following week to, perf- to actually perform. Then when I would go to perform, bro... You, they gave you three minutes to perform. You have to show somebody that you're worth their money and time in three minutes, bro. How, how who the, imagine you, you get with a bitch, right? And she's like, sit right there in three minutes. Tell me why I should, I should put money into you. Why I should put time into you. Why I should meet, introduce you to my people. You know what I'm saying? Three minutes ain't shit. You're not even going to get your name and where you from out in three minutes, right? So, Every time I would go, I would I would talk, and sometimes you, you they didn't want you to curse. And oh shit, oh shit, his microphone just fell off. Oh god, damn. Alright, we're good, we're good, right? For the audio people. Yeah, yeah, for the audio people, my bad. The mic just fell, but we good, we good. Uh, so anyway, um, we used to. Uh, so when I used to go over there, nigga, like I was a minute into my fucking jokes, and then they would turn the music up, and and, and I, I and I'll be like, wait, I'm not done yet. They're like, oh, you curse too much. You got to get off the stage. So I would have to get off the stage, you know, like nobody gave a fuck about what I had to say. So it always felt like that door was shut to me, you know. And now, you know, like I said, these motherfuckers, they've been watching me. They've been they've been watching the grind. The the main manager of the Laugh Factory, the new manager, hit me up himself, and he's like, yo, bro. 
I've been watching your shit. You know what I'm saying? I I would like to I would like to invite you on to one of our shows here. And, and I know I've seen your shit before, but I just haven't talked to you. So how would you like to perform at the Laugh Factory? Like officially paid, booked. And I'm like hell yeah, right? So I got hella happy. I'm like hell yeah. So on March 16th, I make my debut at the Laugh Factory under Chicago's best stand-up. So I'm honored to be part of that show from open micing to to being a guest, you know, and to now I'm actually booked and, and they got my name, Ken Two Skinny Flores, on the Laugh Factory website, March 16th. If you look it up, I'm there. And I'm, I'm happy to announce that, bro. Because, I mean, like I said, you probably don't give a fuck right now. Maybe you just sound like I'm bragging and my life is great and all that. But nah, man, like... This is what I want to do in life. You know what I'm saying? I don't got no plan B. Like, I feel like sometimes everybody's life be passing me by. Niggas I went to school with out here buying houses, getting all kinds of shit, you know, moving on to second chapters of their life, onto their fucking second kid. Because, you know, damn near, nigga, we 24. You know, the niggas we went to school with was already having kids. So, niggas on their second, third kid now. And I'm over here trying to figure out if I want to do lines or bumps. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, fuck. But, you know, when it's times like these, these opportunities like these that... Let me know, hey, man, you are, like, I'm one foot in the door type shit, like, man. So, with this podcast that we got coming out from L.A., hopefully we get more people watching us. And, and, and with these opportunities, you know, all these bookings coming in, man, we get a new, bigger audience. Like, I'm on grind mode, bro. Me and my team are on grind mode, bro. Like, JV, you know, he killing it with the pictures, the videos, if anybody wants to book him, you got to book him, man, the cleanest, I'm like, can't nobody tell me that they got cleaner photos than him, or cleaner video than him, I don't give a fuck who you got, and, and of course, you know what I'm saying, I'm doing my motherfucking thing, Jesus helping me out, he doing his fucking thing, nigga, like, we working, bro, I don't give a fuck about nothing else, like, it's, it's 2021, man, you know what I'm saying, we gonna make it our bitch, bro, and, and yeah, man, so I kind of just wanted to touch base with you guys on some sober shit, really, um, and let y'all know, man, that I appreciate y'all and I thank y'all. You know, I, I sometimes get on here and talk reckless. I know the first half of this episode, y'all probably don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But the niggas that I'm talking about know who I'm talking about. <laughs> and uh, and uh, and other than that, man, you know what I'm saying? We doing our fucking thing, nigga. So let me smoke this bowl with y'all. If y'all niggas smoking on something, spark your motherfucking weed up, nigga. Fuck these bitches, nigga. Get money, nigga. Fuck everything else, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Get your paper right, bro. These motherfuckers don't give a fuck about you like you give a fuck about them, bro. Motherfuckers... Like, people that claim to be on your team, whether it's a nigga, whether it's a bitch, whether, whoever it is, bro, like, worry about yourself, get your paper right. If you got a small business, you, you know what I'm saying, you put nails, you do lashes, you fucking sell pussy, whatever the fuck you do, man, grind, stack your bread, fuck what everybody else got to say, fuck everybody else's feelings, even if it's my own feelings, fuck them, you know what I'm saying, fuck everybody's feelings, get your money right, smoke that, you know what I'm saying, here, let's smoke one, let's smoke one before I check out of here, man, I feel like on my little Wayne shit, you know what I'm saying? Oh, shit, I just burned the mic. <laughs> and I'm trying to be sober, too. <laughs> well, I'm trying to be, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Goddamn, stage four cancer. I'm actually stage four Gemini. <laughs> nah, man, you know what I'm saying? I, 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 I'm going to stop drinking, you know what I'm saying? Like, this... Take my glasses off for this one. I, I uh, my life was fucking amazing in January, and and I plan to make it amazing in March. So if if letting go of drinks and alcohol is the key, then that's the fucking key. That's what I'm gonna do. You know what I'm saying? I'm still smoking my weed though, but that's what I'm gonna do, man. Um, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for supporting me. Thank you guys for sharing the podcast, man. Real shit, man. Y'all been fucking showing me hella love, even though I've been slacking, been irresponsible, been late. It means the world that you guys still fucking with me, man. So thank you guys. You have a good week. Uh, share the podcast. Bye-bye.